Welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man, where we like to talk about whatever we feel like, which is usually movies and sports. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce. And today we're going to be talking about part three of our review of Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Congratulations, kids. You made it through the worst part of the prequels. (laughs) Yes, we're now pretty much all uphill from this point on. (laughs) Relatively speaking. Yes, lots of lightsaber battles, lots of fun action, lots of witty banter. The decisions the characters make mostly make sense for the most part. (laughs) And by the time you get to the awkwardness that is the love story, the movie's basically over and we've all moved on. Yeah, it's just basically John Williams, you know, taking us out on a a scene where we're all like, hey, robots. (laughs) (laughs) So they go off to Geonosis. They're sulking around. Okay, so this is the stupidest landing ever. (laughs) Sorry. They go to Genosis and they're like, ah, there's some steam coming out from those outlets. Let's land there. And I'm like, no. Why would you do that? Why would you not land somewhere like where Obi-Wan did and, you know, go sleuthing down from the mountains? Why would you literally land in a factory? You can't get, number one, more obvious than that. (laughs) If you're going to do any skulking or talking to people, you're not going to land in a factory. And then, number two, in an exhaust port in the fact, what are you, stupid? Do you not know how industry works at all? At all! That's the worst place to go. You're most likely to get melted. You know, and this goes back to the whole thing of it being a movie for teenagers. Because, like, think of any other teenage movie that you've known. You know, like, think think like Three Ninjas or Surf Ninjas or, or any one of those, like, really kind of stupid kids slash teenager movies. Mm-hmm. What do they do? The thing that seems like the most stupid thing to do that they try to reason away. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and this whole scene is problematic because the landing is dumb. Where they decide to land, okay. Exhaust of a factory, okay. That's stupid. If you're going to go talk to... Yeah, she wanted a diplomatic solution, right? So she wanted to go talk to people. Well, if that's the case, land at the spaceport. <laughs> land where they expect you to land so that you can talk to the people to do a diplomatic thing. If you're trying to sleuth around, land where Obi-Wan did. Where you landed makes no sense for anybody. <laughs> Unless you're trying to do industrial espionage or sabotage, which is what you did. <laughs> They get in there and, you know, they're wandering around and they realize is they're in the, their sleeping chambers. And then he, and he goes to killing them. Like, <laughs> he kills like five. It's like you were wandering around their house and they came out of the dark because somebody was wandering around their house. And, and because they attacked you, you sliced them into pieces. Like, you're in their house. <laughs> you're the jerk. <laughs> you killed them. They're unarmed. To be fair. They did kidnap his his Jedi Master. He didn't know that. Well, he assumed. Yeah, of course he assumed that. <laughs> no, he he something had happened to him. But I mean, let's be let's be okay. There's nothing honorable about walking through some guy's bedroom effectively <laughs> and like waking him up and then slicing him half in half with your lightsaber. I'm sorry, that scene was just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to back of the saber pad? That doesn't sound like very pro Jedi talk to me. <laughs> I think you may be betraying the cause here, Pat. You know, you know, <laughs> I think you're a Jedi hater. Well, you know, sometimes when... You're a Jedi hater. You want the Sith to win. <laughs> okay, fine. 
Either way, stupid. Now, okay, fight in the factory, sure, that was fun while it was going on. But to set it like why we're in that factory or how we got there, stupid. There were other ways to get there and to have that fun fight and attempt to not get melted into machine parts and the whole C-3PO's head getting replaced thing. All fun, all enjoyable to watch. Stupid how we got there. I'm sorry. But, you know, again, teen necking movie. <laughs> Continue on, <laughs> So, obligatory this time, Anakin's lightsaber gets chopped in half. Oh, Obi-Wan's going to kill me. No, sir. You're going to kill him. <laughs> uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> and Obi-Wan meets Count Dooku. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in um, custody. Right. And, you know, the quintessential all dictator, I'm not a dictator kind of talk of, oh, I can't believe they did this. Well, we'll have to get you set free right away. This isn't right. Okay. But so, hey, since you're here, you might want to, you know, just join my side because, you know, they're, I'm fighting the real bad guys here. Yeah. Uh, that, I don't think that's true. Huh. Although he, he tells them the flat out truth. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the, or majority of the senators are under the sway of a Sith Lord. <laughs> right. But the part that he leaves out is that he's in league with said Sith Lord. We don't technically know that yet. Right. Uh, So he's like, hey, you should join my side. And everyone's like, no. He's like, but Qui-Gon would have like, no, I don't think that he would. You're not falling for my suave talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just so you know, now it might be a little more difficult to get you out of jail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, you didn't want to do what I told you to do. Yeah, if you had joined our cause, then we would have let you out because you've been on our side. But because you're obviously not on our side, you know, we're going to execute you. (laughs) Have fun with that. Bye. So then Anakin and Amidala get captured. Yep. And then we get the scene just before they get led up to their execution. The, hey, I'm going to confess that I loved you this whole time from Amidala. Yes. You know, again, in Star Wars, super awkward and kind of stupid, but, you know, for not another team movie, I fully expect it. <laughs> not out of place at all. And obviously, she's in a probable death situation. She's going to spill the beans about how much she loves Anakin. Hey, we're going to die anyway, so we don't have to worry about any of the ramifications of this. That's what you want. So then they get led out to the arena where Obi-Wan's tied to a pillar waiting for him. The quintessential, hey, I'm glad to see you got my message. Well, yeah, I relayed your message. Then I came to come rescue you. And, oh, boy, didn't you get far, kind of (laughs) ordeal. Yeah. Nice rescue. (laughs) Shut up. And this is the place right before they go out into the Coliseum where the stereotypical line, I have a bad feeling about this, gets uttered. Which, in some of my versions of watching this movie enjoyably, involves skipping the entire movie up to this point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you skip everything until he says I have a bad feeling about this and then it's a good movie after that point <laughs> well then you're also kind of skipping a lot of the, the Obi-Wan stuff yeah I know I, that's why I said only some some versions of this <laughs> not all of them but obviously I like I said my two favorite non-combat scenes are in the Obi-Wan storyline so uh, so basically like the Roman Gladiator movies of old they released three uh, menacing animals that, you know, three different ones for each captive to kill them. Well, that's totally not like the Romans. The Romans picked one set of animals like lions <laughs> or bears. But the point being that they set animals on them. Yes. I'm just saying, you brought up the Romans. I'm like, you just... Pain in my ass. That's right. <laughs> I'm not a pain in your 
Somebody else has to be. Well, I am married, so you know what? I'm pretty sure it's your wife. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening to this, boo, I love you. (laughs) Love you too. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Any (laughs) hoots. Hey, I figured it's a super awkward movie. I might as well make things as super awkward as I can. Uh, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, then Padme was the only clever one to bring a lockpick. Because, you know, super modern era, normal bobby pin lockpick is good enough to take off cufflinks. Yes, yes. And basically a lot of dancing around, keeping the monsters at bay. And then all of a sudden, slowly creeping up on the separatist leaders is... Mace Windu! You actually skipped a kind of a a fun set of scenes. You have the Amidala being up on the pillar, kind of fighting off the uh, tiger, lion sort of thing. You know, and Obi-Wan commenting that she seems to be able to take care of herself. You know, she gets scratched, but she also kicks the thing into submission, hits it with the chains. You have Obi-Wan having the thing more or less set him free, and then um, kind of goading it into killing some other people. (laughs) And, And then more or less being able to escape from it. And on the other side, Anakin effectively does the same thing, but he also sort of takes control of the the animal. So that's a force power we hadn't really seen utilized in the series. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, instead of fighting this giant cross between a rhinoceros and a hippo, he calms it down and and kind of convinces it he's a friend and and then they go for a ride and they get all the other ones and then that's when the G-Notions are like, all right, enough of this. We're just going to shoot you. (laughs) Right. And then lo and behold, Mace Windu comes up behind Jango and uh, says, hey, guess what? Party's over. <laughs> you know, if, if lightsabers had a cocking noise, <laughs> you would have heard it. But instead, you get the <laughs> blade being held to Django Fett's uh, neck. And then all the Jedi that have been kind of cloaked throughout the, the arena up here and come to the rescue of, of our three heroes. Yep, they kind of clear out the Coliseum. You know, Dooku's like, ah, don't be so quick. And then the droid army more or less shows up. And in the midst of fighting, you get a few quips from Anakin and Padme. Do you call this a, a, a diplomatic solution? No, I call it aggressive negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, Mace Windu does a. Well, the Mace Windu versus Django Fett was, fight was pretty good, actually. Yeah. I mean, it didn't last terribly long, but it was good. You know, because it involved that creature that uh, Anakin was riding. Yeah, the Ronto. Yeah, it, and it runs over uh, Django at kind of an inopportune moment for him. He gets back up and starts shooting at, at Mace Windu. And Windu blocks several of his bolts before chopping his head off. Yep. And then just by sheer numbers, the Droid Army starts to get the upper hand. Dooku's like, drop your weapons and I'll spare you. Mace Windu's like, no way. (laughs) And just as you think that they're about to be executed... In comes Yoda with the cavalry. Yeah. There's explosions everywhere. Their clone army is suddenly put to use. And they're, they're doing a fine job. They, what is it? Around the uh, survivors or perimeter form. Right. You know, a whole bunch of dead Jedi, but uh, now you got a whole bunch of clone troopers. And it's like, all of a sudden, Jedi know battle tactics. <laughs> yes. They rapidly go <laughs> from being basically an investigative police force to being command in an army, which is not how... Things work in real life. <laughs> well, yeah, military tactics is something you go to school for and you train for and you need to do on a regular basis if you want to keep up with it. It's not the same thing as being an investigative police force. <laughs> 
And then as they escape and they go to the main military staging area for the invasion is basically what it is. You realize that, holy cow, they've got not just the clone troopers, but they've got an entire fleet of walking machines and flying machines. And, you know, it's a full-fledged military. Yeah, this is a full-scale army that somehow just suddenly appeared in the hands of the uh, the Republic and the Jedi. <laughs> so you have this full-on army trying to take on the droids, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> I have to admit. The battle scene, like I said, basically after Anakin says, I have a bad feeling about this, the movie gets a lot better. Oh, yeah. And so the, the, the general fight scene is between the droid army and the, the clone army are fun. The back and forth, exploding the various uh, artillery pieces, and then how air air superiority proves to be super important, which it totally is in battle. How it's always super convenient to drop a gigantic bomb on top of your opponent in the form of shooting down one of their giant ships and having it crash to the ground, <laughs> <laughs> which was a good call on Yoda's part. And then while that's going on, you have the conversation between Dooku and the other separatists. Which was, hey, oh crap, this army's going to wipe out ours. We better flee. Hey, uh, Geonosian dude, let me have the plans for the super weapon. They'll be totally safe with me and my master. Yeah. And the Geonosian's like, I'm going to send everybody else to the catacombs. Uh, here, take this. We don't want this to fall into the Jedi's hand. And if you didn't see it lurking in the background, that whole scene... Which I right. gotta admit, the first time I saw the movie, I didn't. <laughs> right. Then you get to see it in his hand, which is obviously the, the Death, Death Star. Star. So you're like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and then Dooku starts fleeing for his hangar, and our heroes just happen to see him, and we start giving chase. While they're in mid chase, Padme falls out of the Huey. <laughs> Because that's essentially what it is. It's a space you Yeah, that's, yeah. No, fair. Uh, Let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin and Obi-Wan have the quintessential fight of, hey, I got to save my girlfriend. Hey, you're a Jedi. You don't have a girlfriend. I don't care. <laughs> I got to save her. Hey, you idiot. Would she save you? Oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> she would do her duty. <laughs> duty. <laughs> so they go chase down Dooku. And what we're hoping to be a pretty spectacular fight uh, against Dooku and Obi-Wan and Anakin. Mm -hmm. It's a nice setup and Obi-Wan's like, okay, we're going to do this one by the numbers. You go to the left, I'll go to the right. And Anakin goes, nope, Leroy Jenkins. Yes, the most most Leroy Jenkins (laughs) move in this movie yet. (laughs) (laughs) There have been several folks and this is by far the biggest one because he Leroy Jenkins it hard (laughs) and he gets Leroy Jenkins for it. But not before uh, Obi-Wan is taken out first. <laughs> no, he gets like cast off the side. Then Obi-Wan goes and he, you know, tries to fry Obi-Wan. <laughs> right. Because he fries Anakin. And he's like, nope, lightsaber, sorry. <laughs> I can still remember Matt Ward yelling at me see 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 and it was like the game books were not written by George Lucas <laughs> yeah, sorry folks just being a nerd so, yes but it turned out to be a moot point anyways <laughs> yeah that's true so he blocks it and then he fights Dooku turns out Dooku's a better swordsman and eventually gets the best of Obi-Wan just in time for Anakin to come back and we Wields two sabers for a brief moment and fights. Good fight. But it gets disarmed and then disarmed. <laughs> Personally, he gets one of the lightsabers knocked down. And then during the fight, Dooku chops off one of his arms. Yep. And then scrolls in Yoda. And I'll never forget 
appreciate this moment because when it happened, when Yoda strolls in onto the scene in the movie theater, the first time I saw this, everyone knew what was coming. Yeah. It'd been long rumored. And as soon as he showed up, everyone started hooting. <laughs> well, because, you know, he talks about earlier in the film, they make the comment that, you know, I thought my swordsmanship rivaled Master Yoda's and only in your small mind. <laughs> right. And you're kind of like, huh. And so he shows up and you're like, ooh. So they have their force battle, which is fun. And then Dooku's all like, all right, can't do it with the force. Let's do it with the sabers. Right. So what I loved about Dooku in this fight is he basically trash talks like a frat boy <laughs> with money. <laughs> like He's like, you totally don't have skills like to like Anakin and they, they go, around. you totally don't have skills like I do. Anakin's like, I'm still pretty good. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, like again, to Yoda's like, I've become more powerful than you. And Yoda's like, you say that, and yet look what I'm doing to your lightning. <laughs> See what I'm doing yeah. here? First, I'm deflecting it. Now I'm just taking it. <laughs> yeah. Absorbing this. You little. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he starts throwing up his stuff, he's like, what? I didn't come here to play catch. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, though. It does kind of contradict a little something that Yoda had tried teaching Luke before when he goes, you know, size doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But when when he started throwing like the big pillar on top of Obi-Wan and Anakin, Yoda had to concentrate a little bit harder. Yes, it definitely seemed like size matter. Right. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> it was kind of like, um, did you say that size mattered not? Hmm, kind of seems like this pillar is heavier than those rocks you were trying to deflect earlier. And you're having a hard time with that pillar. Yeah. But essentially, the, the fight is a stalemate, and Dooku escapes. Okay, yes. But you, you didn't even mention the saber oh, fight. The, yeah, the saber <laughs> fight. <on>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Oh, I, I leave it to you to kind of do the the, the more detailed the fight stuff. Piece, yeah. <laughs> so it, obviously the best, by far the best action piece in the whole movie. And it's a set piece. You know, you kind of have the music rise at the same time. It's an excellent setup. Yoda drops his cane, opens his cape, forces his uh, lightsaber into his hand. Like, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> like you think I'm old and infirm. This is an act, bucko. <laughs> I'm 900 years old already, or 800 years old already. You can shove it. <laughs> and then the fight begins. Basically, Yoda becomes a blur of motion, and Dooku is trying to fend him off the whole time. And the only way he gets a hold of the situation is by threatening uh, helpless people. You know, it's hard to go into detail about that scene because it moves so quick. So it's probably only a minute to a minute and a half of film time, maybe two, but it's such a huge fight. <laughs> like, it was a very fast, brutal fight that you were really locked in because you were excited about all the potential it has. That's the thing about most, like, most fights in real life, they don't last very long. They're usually very fast and very brutal. <laughs> and then they're over, and somebody goes to the hospital, and the other guy goes to jail. That's, <laughs> that's how like, you go watch a bar fight, that's basically what happens. You got like... You know, a minute to a minute and a half of fast, brutal action, and then the bouncer is involved, and then the police are there. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you get big forces involved that fight each other, and so that's that's what we saw. But it was it's such a, like a it's like a little it's a diamond, right? You know, it's not good because it's big. It's concentrated, awesome, and for a long time there, it was like the only reason I would watch the movie. But I would I would in fact watch the rest of the movie just to watch that scene. I would still watch the rest of the movie because you still kind of needed you needed the the place setting for the diamond. Like if you just looked at the diamond, it was it was good, but it wasn't as good. It, it was better inside that setting. But yes, beautiful, beautiful. You know, I don't think. 
there are better fight scenes. I think the Anakin episode three fight scene is obviously better. You can make some arguments about the the fights, the lightsaber duels in the uh, episode uh, five and six, and and obviously one. But in general, the lightsaber duels in the prequels are much, much, much better. They are. And that was because, I mean, I don't think that the choreography was a big factor. Like, I don't think that was a big thing that people thought of in the, the 70s and 80s was the choreographed fight scenes. Well, you know, action movies were different. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot more firing little bolts of light at people. <laughs> right. <laughs> than fighting with these lightsabers. I think the two that really, if you're going to rival this fight scene, it's going to be with the lightsaber fight scene that happened immediately beforehand <laughs> <laughs> with Obi-Wan and Anakin and Dooku or with uh, episode one or episode three, um, Anakin and, and Obi-Wan, right. which was a, a pretty amazing fight scene too. So yeah. Definitely my favorite scene of the film. Uh, obviously, if I had to have a favorite like section of the movie, once they get into that hangar with Dooku, so starting with the the fight between Anakin and, and Obi Wan and Dooku, and ending with him him escaping, right? Um, definitely my favorite section of the movie. Yeah, I agree. Right, and so that that's an obvious like. It should be an obvious, like, flag to our listeners <laughs> that we agree on the best scene of the movie because it's an action sequence. And who was involved in that action sequence. And, and also how terrible so much of the rest of this movie was. <laughs> better part about the finish to the Yoda fight scene is Yoda picks up his cane again and starts walking as if he's feeble again. Yeah, nobody saw, nobody saw it. Right. Like, like Anakin and, and uh, Obi-Wan don't really wake up until after that. And Amadal with the troops don't show up till after that. So right. So as Dooku escapes in his solar sail spaceship, you find out that he escapes to Coruscant. Gasp! And that the cloaked figure that is his master is Darth Sidious. Yes. And he gets referred to as Lord Tyrannus. Lord Tyrannus, that's right. Yeah, which we heard before during the Obi-Wan Jango Fett scene, where Obi-Wan asks Jango Fett about Master Sifo-Dyas, and Fett says, no, I, I never met any Jedi named Sifo-Dyas. I was hired by a man named Tyrannus. Right. So you got to think Dooku's been involved in this for at least 10 years. Right. And was probably masquerading as Sifo-Dyas or something of that nature. So from there, we stay on Coruscant, but we go to the Jedi Temple where Obi-Wan's talking with Mace Windu and says, I've got to admit, we wouldn't have won the battle without the clones. And Yoda says, Victory, you say? No, the Clone Wars have begun. Uh, Obi-Wan asks, where Anakin is, uh, Mace Windu says uh, he's escorted the senator back to Naboo. And then we get the final scene of the apparent marriage between Padme Amidala, Anakin Skywalker, and Anakin's holding Padme's hand with his robot hand. There's a, so there's a scene before that. Is there? Yeah. So there's the scene where Palpatine is standing on the balcony with... Oh, right. Right overlooking at the army. Yeah. And you know what's hilarious about that scene? And it only struck me this time when I watched it. Is that this is sort of like the beginning of the Empire, more or less, right? Right. And, and it's sort of like a whole bunch of his plans coming to fruition. And one of the things that gets instituted in the Empire, if I'm remembering correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it's kind of anti-alien, right? Right. It's like human first. Right. And everybody on that balcony with him is an alien except except for Jimmy Smith's Organa. Right. <laughs> Jimmy Smith's Organa. Jimmy Smith's Organa. You mean Bale Organa? Yeah, Bale Organa is the only human standing... Yeah, I mean, come on, Jimmy Smith's Organa. He's <laughs> <laughs> the only human standing on that balcony and he is against this whole idea obviously being from Alderaan. 
bunch of you know hippie beatniks and everybody else on the balcony who kind of helped Palpatine bring this whole thing to fruition is an alien right right I just found that hilarious <laughs> well I mean again that's why he thinks of himself as a genius well it kind of is <laughs> you, you watch this thing play out in real time and you're like nope did a pretty good job <laughs> then we have the final wedding scene with Anakin and Padme in Anakin's robot hand. Yeah, the only non-awkward scene with Anakin and Padme because nobody talks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then roll credits. <laughs> yep. We did it. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly how you feel after you're done watching the film. I made it. I made it. But yeah, no. Thank you for sticking with us, folks. Uh, thank you. Final thoughts on the movie. <laughs> okay, so final thoughts on the movie. Definitely in the lower portion of my movie since I don't know if it's number eight or number seven. I haven't made a judgment call on that yet, but it's definitely one of the two. If you do my version of it where you skip a lot <laughs> of the movie, then it, it actually drastically improves it. Shockingly. <laughs> and it moves up the line. But in a movie as a whole, it's a teen drama movie that has the name Star Wars in it. And because of that, it, it hurts it as a movie quite a bit. Really amazing lightsaber fight scene, good action scenes in general when there were action scenes. A fantastic, you know, this is what Jedi do, investigator storyline, which is just great and so overshadowed by the just awful romantic plot line. So definitely one of the worst Star Wars movies. <laughs> So I'm going to mirror basically just about everything you said. What I just definitely got to say about it is the parts that you like, you really like, like, especially at the very end with the battle scene, because you're just like, cool. The, you know, the Clone Wars is as exactly as cool as I had expected it to be. Somebody finally threw a pie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in that regard, you know, and then of course, you know, the, all of Obi-Wan stuff was, was very good. They did a very good job with that. And like I said, this has got to be number seven of the eight that we've seen so far. All right. This has been uh, another episode of Pat and the Fat Man. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man. Stay classy. May the force be with you. Yeah, we're either leading troops into battle or sitting in meetings. That's actually not what most Jedi do. <laughs> guys, guys, something might happen. I want us to get together and talk about how something might happen. Oh, yeah, I'm aware something might happen. Yes. We need to talk about that some more. <laughs> and when you think about it, when they wouldn't let Anakin in the council, it was like, no, 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 we we don't need you in here, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to make these things take so much longer. <laughs>